seems like uh, every This every is week the Fitness Bootcamp Inner Circle Podcast with Georgette Pan and Jesse Stoddard. And we're going to talk about the fitness industry wave of the future. Funny. That's great to have that <laughs> there, just in case anybody didn't know why we were here. <laughs> uh, I did not know why that just happened there, but uh, hey, this is uh, this is called the learning episode, where we're trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> we have a lot going uh, on. It, we have a lot going on. <laughs> Man, yeah, uh, I've been on the on the phone the last week with a lot of new uh, coaching clients that are uh, trainers that are getting started with with boot camps and and personal training businesses. We've been on the on the uh, uh, on the phone talking about lots of different things we have going on too, and um, uh, uh, in terms of uh, new new ideas for how to help boot camp trainers and and personal trainers trying to break in on their own and. Um, I thought what would be fun today would be to talk a little bit more about um, about marketing. It seems like the number one thing that that everybody's asking us about is marketing still, and um, yeah, not that there aren't other important topics. But oops, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, I thought you cut out. Um, no, I must have just interrupted you. <laughs> sorry about that. No, I was just saying that that is always the number one question I've been asked for the past 10 years. So, And it's always been my number one thing, you know, from although it's evolved, it's always been my number one question. So that's what we Yeah, are. and so... Um... I wanted to... Maybe we can pick, uh, we can pick something today. What, when you find... Um... When when trainers ask you about marketing and and what what's the what's the first things that come in mind? You already talked about uh, in a previous episode. You talked a lot about the, um, you know, we we talked about the the mindset and and whatnot. And we talked a little about it. We gave them a few ideas of some some marketing ideas. But what what is the first thing that comes to your mind about like if a brand new trainer walks in and says, I don't have any clients, you know, uh, or I don't have enough clients. Well, what is it that you uh, what What do you tell them? Yeah, that's kind of, well. That's a. I think it's a hard question to answer. I'll be honest, but um, because it is the hardest thing is getting started. Uh, you know, filling the first boot camp or getting the first client is it's always the the hardest thing to do because there's no word of mouth. There's no, you know, there's no referral because there's nobody there yet. So obviously, getting the first customer or client is is always the first. You know that's the hurdle. So you know, I'll, but I, I've mentioned this in other podcasts, and we won't go through this again. But there are ways that you know now that there there weren't in the past, such as you know the daily deals, the, the big sites, the local daily deal sites. Um, so we're not going to talk about that so much, if unless you know, unless you want to, because we kind of went over that. But um, they are ways to get the first client when you have zero. Um, other than that, we also talked about you know friends and and family and and kind of networking to spread the word. Another thing that 
along the lines of daily deals that we didn't have in the in the past. When I say the past, I'm talking early 2000s. <laughs> I'm not talking, you know, ancient history. Is Facebook, and Facebook has, you know, also helped people to get the first client or more clients for that matter, but we're talking about starting from ground zero. Um, there's there's more ways now than there there was in the past that work. I'm not talking about, oh, well, there's just more ways, but, you know, they don't really work that well. We know daily deals work. You know, we, we know they work <laughs> to get clients, to get new clients, especially Absolutely. if you're just... Yeah, especially if you're just starting. And now Facebook, too. I mean, you could run a Facebook ad, you know, relatively cheap, start a Facebook page. You could do, you know, and run a Facebook ad. But I think those would be, aside, those are the two things I would do probably um, that I would never have thought of or they weren't available in the past. Um, The other thing is you just really simply have to spread the word through family, through friends, you know, and that might sound too simple or like it's not going to work, (laughs) you know, but... It is definitely a way to get clients in. If you're already working out at the gym and you're chatting and you say, well, I have my own studio, you know, <laughs> I'm a personal trainer, what do you do? So it just, you know, is a way. It, it, it's a way and it works. So, you know, to kind of hear it, you're like, nah, okay, I might get a client next year from that method. Well, it's another, It's one or in the water. It's not, there is no one thing. That's why I always say, and I don't know who coined this phrase, but have as many oars in the water as possible, meaning you don't just do one thing when you're marketing. So you can't just say, well, I'm only going to do daily deals. Well, okay, you might get some clients. I'm not saying that won't work, but... You have as many oars in the water as possible. You run Facebook ads. You spread the word. Networking. There's networking groups, local groups. If you need to join them, give it a shot. You know, um, there, there's there's ways to get started before you get started. <laughs> in other words, is what I'm trying to say. And the second thing I'm trying to say is you should be doing multiple things. And not just go, oh, well, I did a Facebook ad. It didn't work. Well, what else did you do? And, and how, you know, maybe you need to tweak the ad and do it again. You know, and there's paid advertising, obviously, and but through newspapers or magazines or coupon books. I mean, there's ways in your local community that you need to search out. I have a local free newspaper. Maybe others do, maybe some don't. But, I mean, you have to search out your own local area to find out, hey, what's available? We're allowed to put free ads in this one free paper. We're allowed to put things to do, um, you know, or that's what they call it, the things to do section or, you know, goings on or happenings sections of of free of newspapers or free papers that you're allowed to put in an ad. But... I can't tell somebody in your state, even Jesse, that you know, go ahead and do that. I don't even know if you have that. 
So, I mean, you do have to do a little bit on, of research on your own or have a little bit of knowledge of what's going on in your area um, that you can take advantage of. We used to have a coupon booklet that went out quarterly. That was a big deal in my area. It may not be in some other, but the coupon was a big deal. <laughs> so somebody had their coupon. It was like the biggest thing since, you know, that was important in this area. But, again, you may not even have that. We no longer have that, actually. <laughs> but that came, the daily deals came after that. So, you know, there's different things, ways to research things. But my, you know, main point is you, ha- you have to research what's in your local area that's available to businesses. And have as many oars in the water as possible. In other words, don't just do one thing. And I had another one, and it slipped my mind. <laughs> no, I think I think you're you're right on. You know, something that I used to hear a lot, or even even when I was getting started, I remember being attracted to uh, one idea or the newest, latest idea. So, for example. If I wanted, um, I, I felt like, man, I got to do something for marketing to get clients. It's kind of like you're starving. Uh, it, it, I, I liken it to uh, a starving person, and the starving person is, you know, it, it's such a state of of panic, or is is to the point they're so hungry that they're frantic. And if you throw them a scrap off your dinner table, it could be the grossest leftover thing that's not even edible, uh, and it hits the ground and it rolls around in the dirt, and they're so starving that they'll take it and they'll just, you know, devour it. And uh, you look at them going, oh, gosh, really? You were hungry, weren't you? <laughs> and I think a lot of – I felt that way when I was new. And, you know, there's there's something to be said that's good about that because you're willing to take action on, on anything. But the on the other side – a lot of trainers are so impatient, it's almost like they're a starving person. So they're thinking, give me a great marketing idea. What's going to get me clients? I need clients. And so they're looking for and they're attracted to and they're willing to accept um, anything that looks appetizing. So, uh, you know, you give them the newest uh, marketing idea. And, and i just give you one. I used to do this all the time. You know, we'd have some some special... Um, uh, uh, promotion for Facebook or emailing a client, and and a lot of the gurus do this too. They'll they'll give an idea. It's like, oh, this is the magic secret super marketing idea that works every time, and it's better than anything you've tried. And uh, you know, it'll be you know, here's the three emails you send out to your list. And I even have these. You know, I, I shouldn't knock it because I have the same strategies. You know, where hey, you're going to send this out on day one, and you're going to have your your 24 day fat blaster program, or your six week or your eight week program, and then on day three you're going to send this out, and you know you're going to get interactions from the clients, and you're going to say this and this, and then you're going to have all these people sign up, and those types of ideas are always very popular because they're simple, uh, they're based on you know just a, a simple logic, and the trainers go nuts. And they want those ideas. Now, what I'm not saying that those are bad ideas, but what I'm saying is is you're right on the money because it's not so much which, which technique you're using. It's 
how many are you using and how often? Because in, mar in, in business, you have to be continually promoting your business in order to get the word out and to keep clients coming in. And, uh, you know, that's called marketing. And right. so we, we have a – I kind of developed a different strategy over time. And, and that was, you know, you want to have – and it's just like you said, the, the oars in the water, which are pushing the boat forward. The other way of saying it would be like, you know, lines in the water, like fishing poles with, you know, trying to catch more fish or a bigger net or whatever the analogy is. The oh. idea is, is that you'd have every month you would have uh, different campaigns. And, and I liked it, like to call them, you know, sort of like there's one that's, that you're doing that's, uh, you know, uh, external, um, right. outside your company. And that would yep. be something like uh, you're doing a, uh, um, uh, you know, you're, you're doing a booth where you have a body fat table, or you're doing a lunch and learn at a company or a business, or you're you're presenting, you know, what you do to a group of people somewhere. Uh, and then there's internal one. There's an internal campaign you're running, and that's like a referral generation campaign, a referral contest, a, you know, a transformation contest inside your, you know, your existing, you know, boot camp or, or training. Uh, business and then there's an online one you're running and that w that would be maybe one of these you know strategies like the you know the the six week program or the 21 24 day program whatever uh, and uh, you know or a two week program or a one week program and uh, a challenge or uh, and then an email campaign where you're where you're sending certain emails so that'd be three campaigns or three programs every month what you know one of them was internal one of them was external, and one of them's online. And you I have know. all of those, and you put a new one, uh, you, you try to introduce new ones every month. But but always having at least three major campaigns going simultaneously, and uh, that's how you, you know, that's the only way I was able to, you know, survive, much less grow the business. You couldn't just rely on one, you know, cool, slick marketing idea, and that'd be it. You're done, you know. <laughs> and you have to really... You know, like you said, it is an ongoing thing. It's not, which I think most people would realize, that you just don't do something once and never do it again. I mean, you know, you do it until it, till, till it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's sometimes things will fade off and die off. I, you know, daily deals dropped somewhat. If you're running. After you're running certain amount of them, like let's say if you're running uh, three a year, two, three every, I don't know, I'm just making up numbers. My point is, after you run them for 20 daily deals, of course your numbers are going to decline. You know, I think that would be a logical expectation, but you know, some people, it's not really that much decline. My guess is that it would decline. So my point is that you know. Just do. If something is working, continue to do it until it stops working. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, that makes sense, I, I would think. Um, I, I like that, too, that there's you're having, you know, online, offline, um, online, external, internal. I like that. And sometimes, you know, it's something to at least shoot for. You know, <laughs> have a goal. You know, some if you're not doing three, all those three every single month, well, okay. But if you're not, if you're only doing it once or twice a year, then, you know, may, maybe it's time to take a look at that and change that and increase the time, you know, how many times a year you're doing something internal, something external, something online. 
and at least improve what you're doing instead of looking for the magic bullet, you know, and the magic technique. You know, Craigslist was a big thing at one time, and actually Craigslist in my area, you know, really, it would not work. I mean, it just, it doesn't because it's a small area that really, a lot of junk on my Craigslist. It's not even, half of it looks spammy and scammy. It doesn't really, it's nothing legitimate. Now, in some bigger cities, that might be a technique to use. Oh, here's a better example. Some a guru, and this is a good was a good guru, and I'm not talking about like guru in the negative sense. Was giving a marketing technique um, to get campers, or um, a technique to get campers, I believe it was boot campers, and it was targeting pool cleaners. So that's great, but Alaska doesn't have pool cleaners, to my knowledge. Uh, that's not a big niche. And neither is it in Pennsylvania. So would it work in California? Well, hell yeah. But it won't work in my area because I can't tell you there is no pool cleaning business here. Okay? There's none. So it's not a commodity. So, But what he was trying to say can also be applied to anyone any other business. So if you don't have pool cleaners, you probably do have hairdressers. If you don't have hairdressers, you probably do have massage therapists. If you don't have massage therapists, you probably do have a supplement store. And you need, you know, you need to use some logical, you know, thinking. <laughs> you need to think, okay, maybe I don't have a pool cleaner, <laughs> but I could use the technique with a fill-in-the-blank massage therapist hairdresser, spa, fill, you know, fill in the blank. So it's not just, in my initial reaction, too, when I heard it, it was like, oh, I can't use that. But it isn't that I couldn't use. I could use the technique, just not with a pool cleaner. So, you know, sometimes when we give examples or advice, I think sometimes trainers and people in general will just shut it off if it doesn't, like, apply exactly and I think that's where connecting the dots comes in, which hopefully we're trying to do here. You know, is that if somebody tells you a technique, and for the example I used, you don't have a pool cleaner. Well, for God's sakes, try the technique with a hairdresser or a spa or a massage therapist or, or a sporting goods store. It's the, it's the technique that you're missing the, the point, in other words. And I don't remember the technique with the pool cleaner, so maybe you do, but um, I don't remember it. I wish I did. It actually would have made my point even better. But <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to say, you know, sometimes it's not um, when you're giving advice. Sometimes, you know, it, it, you, you miss the boat because you're not you're open-minded to, and you're not thinking. It's just like everybody wants it done for you exactly. We want done-for-you emails, we want done-for-you marketing, we want done-for-you workouts, we want done-for-you, 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 and then there's nobody that's even thinking. Nobody's even thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You're not even thinking anymore. You're all PO'd because the workout has a certain exercise in it. Well, take the exercise out, aren't you a trainer? Like, I mean, you know, we're certified professionals. 
take the exercise out, substitute it, regress it, progress it. You already should know that. If you don't know that, don't buy anything because, you know, really, stop buying. You don't need done for you anything because that's when we stop thinking, and that goes to the marketing as well. And it's harder to do with marketing than it is with workouts, I will say, you know, to keep, you know, try and keep your mind open and learn and, and you know, try to say, okay, well, he's saying that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Instead of saying, how can I do that? How can I apply that? And that's Absolutely. Where that's where questions and answers would come in if we were doing a coaching call or a webinar or something like that. When somebody's teaching something to you or a course, it's always good to have a question and answer call because, you know, that's not a, I'm not saying that's a dumb question. Somebody says, hey, I don't have any pool cleaners in my area. And the answer would be, well, okay, well, how about trying this technique with X, Y, Z? You know, instead of being in that done-for-you mentality where we're not even thinking anymore on our own. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I like done-for-you stuff. But you have to know that everything needs to be tweaked to your business. It needs to be customized, too, right? Yes, everything has to be cu- customized within the context of what you're doing. And within your business model. If somebody's telling, and sometimes it may be impossible. Maybe it's just impossible. I can't do that technique. Okay, well, don't move on to the next one. But you know, you're right. It had the customized is actually a better word than tweak. Customized to your business, to your local demographics. You know, to your, if you're trying to run a woman's boot camp, you're trying to run a boot camp, and all of a sudden only men sign up. What are you going to do? Quit? Or are you going to, you know, notice that, hey, my area, men are interested in boot camp. So that women's fat loss boot camp that I thought I was going to run, now I need to change my workout programs. I need to change my advertising. I need to change everything because what I'm noticing here is that all men are signing up. (laughs) Or opposite, it could be all women are signing up. And you had something going on in your head that you thought you were going to run. And your local demographics told you, sorry, high school athletes are showing up. You know what I mean? You don't know what's going to happen until you go out there and do it. You can't have a preconceived notion, you know. know This is a really good point, Georgia. That's a fantastic point because... I think a lot of um a lot of uh, trainers, you know, they don't understand business. They 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 understand training and maybe they've learned a little bit about business or they know nothing. Right. And one of the one of the early one of the first is you know, you need to basically provide, you know, find a need, fill a need. Uh, uh you find what a the customer or the prospect wants and mm-hmm. deliver what they want. I mean, there there's a balance between what you want and what they want, of course, and uh, you know, you've, you've got you're not going to change careers and become a, 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 a you know a, a sheetrock layer. You know, somebody that's that's putting up sheetrock in a house or a plumber uh, because your customer wants plumbing in the house or or sheetrock. You you're, you you became a personal trainer for a reason. But but within within the scope of that, you've got to be able to 
be realistic about what your market wants. In fact, if every, well, I would even make an argument that if everybody in your town just needs a plumber, maybe you should consider changing jobs, but because <laughs> you can make a lot of money there if, if that were your goal. But assuming your goal is to do training okay. and make some money, then you you need to you need to think about hey what does everybody want and and if you're trying to do it one way I and mean, everybody else is, and everybody's demanding something else you got to take a serious look at it and that, that's something that a lot of trainers forget especially after you've been doing it a while because you get kind of set in your ways and you get kind of lazy sometimes with well you know this is what people used to want this is what all my marketing is for I just want to keep doing this and you get you get kind of um, you, you, you sort of get tied to a, a method. You, you get locked in with a certain idea of what you're doing, and and sometimes society changes, the economy changes, the local economy, or the, you know what, the kind of the social atmosphere, and the, everything begins to change. And the and the the uh, businesses that don't change are you know usually doomed to failure eventually. And uh, the businesses that do change are the ones that grow and make money. And that applies to even an individual trainer doing marketing. If you're doing a marketing idea and you get no response, you, you have to look at tweaking the marketing to see if you can get a response or you have to ditch it and try something else. And then if you get a response that you don't, that you weren't expecting, like your example of the, you know, you thought you were doing women's only uh, training and all of a sudden you've got, uh, you know, youth athletic uh, teenager training clients showing up. Well, maybe you need to learn how to run a speed and agility camp. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's... That's a huge right, lesson right there. It took me a long time to learn that. And, or a men's boot camp, too. I mean, because what you see online and what mostly, not because it's just online, it is the, a fact that most of, you know, if you read online or if you just know from being in the business for years, that most of the boot camps are filled with women. You know, they really are. I never expected that when I first started. I thought, oh, boot camps are going to have you know, it's open to men and women, and we do have men come into our boot camp, but it's it's not like, if I had a count on men, we probably would have been out of business for the boot camp I'm talking, not one-on-one. But some places, the opposite might happen. You know, then what do you do? Because now you've been seeing that most of these boot camps are women. It's all over online, and you're reading that, and you're seeing that. Now all of a sudden, 12 men sign up for your boot camp, and you're like, well, wait a minute, I was planning on doing, you know, the women's fat loss thing. Well, obviously you need to change your programming and, and possibly, like, change your target market. I mean, if you, if you weren't expecting something, you know, you, you really have to adapt, you know, and take it from there. Because you just don't go, oh, God, maybe I shouldn't run boot camps now because men showed up and I really was going to do women. Well, <laughs> What difference does it make what you were going to do? And really, in the end, you know, your clients, you know, are are showing up and, you know, you provide them the service. And so you just, you know, change your marketing if you have to, change your, or, you know, try, if you want to try and still get women in there, go ahead. You know, advertise a women's only boot camp, a teacher's boot camp, um, whatever you want to do. But... Obviously, you accommodate the men that show up, and you have you could have a men's only boot camp, or you could just have a generic boot camp, men and women. You know, you allow both in. But if they're showing up, you have to provide the service. So you know, change your programming. That's it. 
period and accept what what comes. But I really this I really did see this, you know, this really stumped the trainer one time because they were planning on doing a women's boot camp and men showed up. I'm not just making this up. And, you know, they uh, <laughs> they were like, well, oh, boy, what should I do now? You should do the boot camp is what you should do now. <laughs> right? What are you going to do? Yeah, ch- ch- change your marketing around the clients. If that could happen. Of- right. Right. If that could happen. And if you had that set in your head, nobody knows you had that set in your head, number one. You know, if it wasn't something that you put in your ad, women's only boot camp, and then 12 guys called you, then you maybe ought to take a look at that, too, and say, well, you know what? We are going to run a men's boot camp. We have, we have enough interest, and this will be, you know, the time we're going to do it. You know, at 5.30, 6.30 p.m., uh, you know. But, you know, your ad didn't say that. Your ad, all, your, all the people thought was that you're, there's a new boot camp or, you know, you're running a boot camp. You're the only one who knew in your head that you were going to run it for women. They didn't know that. So, you know, adapt. Adapt on the fly. It's really not a big deal, really. If you're a trainer, it's really not a big deal. You know, you, you have to get out of your locked-in mindset. If you wanted to run women's only boot camp, then you should have specified that in the ad. I'm running women's only boot camps. And if nobody showed up, then you do, you know, then we take it somewhere else, you know. But the point is, you know, you need to adapt to what demographics, when we were talking about looking at what your demographics is. Is it an elderly population? Should you be running um, something mid-morning? Should you be running a camp 9 o'clock, 8, 8 30, 9 o'clock for, for, you know, mom, stay-at-home moms, kids have gone back to school and they're free, for elder, you know, a, a more elderly population where people are home anyway, <laughs> they're not going anywhere, they're not going to work. Should you run something in the, you know, in the 8.30, 9, 9 o'clock area, 9 o'clock time slot? Uh, how about teachers? Are they, are they a target market for you? You know, should you run a 2.30 boot camp or 3 o'clock boot camp because teachers are not going to go home from school and then come back to your boot camp? If you're waiting for that, you will starve. Um, so, I mean, you have to you think. And, sometimes yeah. this applies to the. Sometimes this applies to the business planning part too. For instance, uh, I've worked with a few trainers and and uh, struggled with that myself. Where if you're newer or if you're maybe branching out into a new area, you start doing planning. So you, you you're writing down what's my target market. You know what's my my single target market. And 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 sometimes that can be a struggle for a trainer, but. You usually have an idea in their head, well, here's what I'm going to go after. Uh, and and you got to start somewhere, so you got to do that. But then what will happen is they immediately realize that they have to actually, um, you know, not just do that, but have to test it. So this kind of falls into line with what you're saying, Georgette. You, you, you know, you get out there, you have an idea, you market it. And then you're observing what what's actually out there. You know, it's the difference between theory and reality. You've got the theory. Well, in theory, you know, my target market is, you know, stay-at-home moms, uh, and and they're going to want to work out at this time. 
and then in reality i'll have i have a bunch of uh you know uh you know um, seniors showing up uh and right. i you realize then maybe your your target market can change and i think a lot of trainers don't want to change or they don't want to, they can't even handle that it makes their head spin and explode or something and they have to understand that your target market is is also uh, related to your niche, and sometimes what you attract is who you are, and what you attract is, you know, because we're offering a service business, which is so, you know, it's so uh, personal, you know, hence personal training, uh, it's so personal that sometimes what you attract is going to be different from what you want or what you think you should be attracting, and a lot of trainers don't do well because they fight that, you know, they they kind of they kind of deny it. They're like, well. You know, I, I don't really want to be doing that. Well, but that's what what everybody wants you to be doing. They want, you know, this kind of person's coming, and they are going to be wanting this kind of thing, and um, that's just what you, you know, if you just, you know, give into it and, and accept that fact, you're going to do a lot better because you naturally attract them anyway. So now let's create some marketing around how to attract more of them. So the question is, is not, geez, I don't really like, I'm not sure what I'm going to attract. Well, you got to go find out, and you got to test some things, and see who shows up, and then how can you get more of them? Uh, because more of them, you could you also solve your financial problem, right? Because not everybody's going to be wanting weight loss. You know, I mean, <clears throat> the fact of the matter is, I mean, that's not necessarily an, a niche. You can go to that extreme and say, I'm only going to work with bodybuilders. I'm only going to work with athletes. That's it, period. I'm only going to work with women. Period. Okay, but let's take that out of the equation for now. When you have a personal training studio, the fact of the matter is you're going to get clients that come in for weight loss, probably the majority, obviously, and then you're going to get people who want to build muscle and body build, maybe even be in a show. I mean, and wherever, you know, let's just stick with building muscle as opposed to going into a show. So you have to be able to do, you know, Either say no, I'm sorry, <laughs> I only run fat loss boot camps, you know, or if you're a studio, you know, the chances are you'd be dumb to do that, right? So, I mean, I think, but you have to be able to accommodate your client's goals. Not every client's goal, is my point, is fat loss. Not every client. Some clients just want to come in, believe it or not, it's neither fat loss or muscle building. It's just to feel, be healthier. I just want to feel better. I just want to exercise. I just, want, I just want to be healthier, period. And I have clients like that. So there's not clients that they don't need to lose weight and they don't want to necessarily, you know, be building muscle. They just want to uh, feel better. They want to lower their cholesterol. They want to lower their blood pressure. And they just want to feel they're just doing it for the health of it, <laughs> period. And I'm not making it up, okay? And, you know, so there are some, their goals are not, the client's goal is not necessarily a niche, you know? Right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. It, I, so I don't want people to think, oh, I'm only in the fat last woman. You can have a women's only facility. Uh, I'm not saying that, but the, <laughs> the point is we're, that's not really the definition of a niche, per se. I mean, that's the definition of a niche. But when we're talking about, uh, you know, goals of a client, feeling healthy, losing weight, building muscle, 
whatever they tell you, their goals are not necessarily a niche. You follow me or no? Yeah, well, they're they they uh, they're a part of their details that are a part of what that client wants, and you don't have to drill that far down when you're trying to create a niche in order to be successful. But it, you 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 could turn that into one, but that's like a super niche. I mean, <laughs> you know, like a like a niche right. of a niche or or something. You know, uh, getting to know your client is good. Um, but yeah, I get that. You know, you know it's funny, Georgette. I was it, it kind of reminded me. Of a of something that I did once where I you know I was kind of surveying my clients uh, unofficially and then I ended up doing you know I think it was like a survey monkey kind of thing where I actually did a survey of my clients and I this was back when I had quite a few in in several boot camps and uh, you know I found out that that a lot of them were asking regularly for for diet plans or meal programs and I was kind of offering off and on that type of thing, but I didn't have sort of a steady offering at the time. And so yeah. I, I literally, you know, I, I, I literally decided, well, why don't I pull out this program and give it to them? And then I thought, well, you know, um, you know, I know that they're going to pay a lot more attention if they actually pay for it. And number two, I, I wouldn't mind additional revenue. So, so I took the meal program, which was a, it was a pretty good one. And it was, I think it was like a 14 day or uh, two-week program or something like that, or maybe only one week, I don't remember, but I took it and, um, you know, it's kind of a specialized short-term eating plan that uh, a dietitian had put together that, and, you know, it was kind of a, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't custom, I, I wasn't prescribing nutrition or anything, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to do something above my pay grade, I was just saying, hey, this is something that I've used and a lot of people have used in the past and, and you might try it yourself and you know of course there's always a disclaimer go to your doctor first or whatever but <laughs> um, I basically said hey here's something that that we could try and um, I think this thing is really awesome uh, and you can have it and also be a part of this uh, spe a little bit different workout program for 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 two weeks during it uh, where I'm gonna I'm gonna customize your personal workout experience a little bit and by that I just meant I, I gave them additional homework you know, they still came to boot camp. It was still the same, except for I gave them a few additional things, and then uh, and I kind of paid more closer attention to them if they were in the program, um, and then uh, I opened that up outside. So it became this beautiful marketing technique because I promoted it outside of the camp as a prospect, you know, as a new client acquisition marketing piece, you know, sort of like short-term, you know, uh, workout boot camp with meal plan program, you know, for super cheap price, low barrier to entry, you know, try it today. And I also could simultaneously market it inside the camp as a as sort of a short-term upgrade or upsell. And it was hugely popular. I think it was 30 bucks and I think I had I had at least 100 people that signed up for that thing. And I wow. thought, what the heck? You know, that's a good amount of money to make in, in about, um, let's see, that was about one, it was one day, I think I sent out, I, it took me five minutes to write the email, to think about the email, send it out, and by the end of the day, I, I had close to 100 orders. And I just right. thought, this, I'm, we're on to something here. Well, you know, you, you know, the, part of that is, you know, the, the idea of a good offer is important, but the other side of it is what we're talking about, which is you have to be listening to these prospects and clients, customers right. and clients. You, if they want something... And you give it to them, you're ten right. times more likely to succeed. Right, and and uh, right, and then teachers 
we do run teachers boot camps and I don't know how the heck I when we started that years and years and years and years ago before anybody else printed it online okay <laughs> in the prehistoric ages we were running you know teachers boot camp um and they recently came back to us actually and starting today actually they're starting again but what happened with them is they they wanted this uh mid-afternoon time slot like you know that you know we said sure you have enough people we'll do it right doesn't mean teachers are now our only niche because that's ridiculous right that's not a niche that's a that's a you know a a target market within a (laughs) within a target market right so we're running teachers boot camps in the summer they switch to the morning boot camp which you know obviously they're off so they could come to any boot camp then but um, during the school year, they're going to be, you know, doing this three o'clock time slot. Um, sometimes, you know, things like they demand, the demand was there, and um, you filled the demand. <laughs> like we called it the teacher's boot camp. It happened to be all because, obviously, it was made up of, you know, the majority was made up of teachers. So. Um, did that mean nobody else could come to that boot camp? Well, no. If you needed to make up a class, you could come. If you were off of work that day, you could come. But that was our, we called it the teacher's boot camp, right? So because of the time slot, and that's the majority were, if not all, most of the times was teachers. So, I mean, we you fill uh, an a- mid-afternoon slot that you probably weren't going to fill anyway, um, you know, downtime in your day. And now it's a, you know, an ongoing teacher's boot camp, at least during the school year, right? So it's something, you know, demanded, and now, okay, it worked. It's filled. Go to the schools. Now I'm seeing that technique online, and I kind of sometimes laugh because, but, you know, of course I wasn't teaching it, you know what I'm saying? I did mention it, but people are bringing it up as if it's, it's new, but it, it's not new. I mean, anybody could. It's it's developed by the demand from the from your your area as we're as we're talking. You know, we could come up with. We came up with an idea. We were going to run senior boot camps. It was going to be the senior boot camp, and it was going to be in the morning. Well, it's no longer called that, right? Because that's not who was showing up. The majority, which it was just anybody, was showing up to the moms. You know, people who didn't work. People who work night shift, people who work third shift, second shift. Uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't seniors anymore. We didn't we just you know took that off. It's it's because what was happening with the name is that people didn't know if they could come to it. Oh, what's the senior boot camp? You have to be sixty five and older to be in that. You know what I mean? It's so the name the name was ditched in two thousand six, but. Because it was anybody who wanted to work out <laughs> at 8.30 in the morning. It was most likely stay-at-home moms and uh, people who work different shifts. And, and that's what was filling it. So there's no need to name it Senior Boot Camp anymore because it would not get filled. You know, so again, you, you reminded me of another good difference between your, your target market selecting a single target market niche for your overall business versus uh, these 
you know, kind of drilling down into the customer's needs and wants and making offers. Sometimes another way of looking at it is you might have a, a target market for your business overall, but you can select other single target market markets at different times for short-term promotions. In other words, the goal is to select a single target market one and, and then hit one and then basically work with one at a time, but it doesn't mean you can't have other target markets. And I'll give you a good example of, of what I'm what I'm leaning to here, which is I've had a lot of, in the past, I've come up with the idea, I'm sure everybody on this podcast probably has at least once, if you've if you've been doing boot camps for a while, to do a bridal boot camp. You know, that, that used to be a big thing. I don't, I'm sure there's people still trying it. But uh, the idea was you want to you want to work with brides and you know it's that whole bridezilla thing you know or you know they want to get in the best shape they can, and then sometimes it's it's dismaying to a trainer to realize that they're only going to be a pre you know they're only going to be a, a bride to be for so long pretty soon they'll be an actual bride and they won't want to work out anymore you know so they've only got so much time before they're going to be, you know, that's it. Ready. They've got a, a few months to work. With, but between the time that they think about getting in shape for to look great in their wedding dress to the time that they get married is a finite amount of time. But it doesn't mean, on, you know, it doesn't mean you um, just, you know, give up on the idea. It means that what you do is you think of it as a short-term promotion. And it doesn't need to be your primary niche. So a lot of these ideas that we're talking about are, wonderful short-term promotions. So let's say you've got a regular boot camp and it's co-ed and, and whatnot, and, and maybe for a, for a, you notice that it's wedding season or approaching wedding season, and you decide that you know before springtime, when all the weddings happen, you're going to be advertising a bridal boot camp. And that's great. And you could combine that with maybe you're opening up a new time and you don't have very many people on it yet and you want to find a way to, to fill that, that time slot. Or maybe it's just your normal boot camp, but you're going to market to them differently uh, and, you know, targeting that. And when they show up, you give them a consultation that, that is related to their needs as a, as a bride-to-be. And here's some special tips for you. And, uh, and you're just going to – but, you, you know, they're going to still work out with the rest of your group. So it's not like you have to change your business model. You just change your marketing for that particular yes. person, and, and you change your service a little bit, uh, at least the customized part. But then the main – you know, it's still, it's still your boot camp. There's nothing fundamentally different. Right, because that's what we do. They come to the regular boot camp. I mean, we could have called it a bridal. You could call it whatever you want to call it. But, you know, if you were having a certain time slot with that certain name, bridal boot camp, 430, you know, that's kind of, I feel that that's limiting unless you have, like you said, a huge (laughs) sea of people that are, you know, getting married and that don't want boot camps. Now, I didn't chose choose to do that we didn't chose to do it that way we had you know they would come to our regular boot camp um but the advertising went in bridal magazines um and bridal what do you call those shows i forget if you have now sometimes they have these bridal i guess they're bridal shows that sometimes they have the bridal shows and you can you know have a table or have advertising or you know do something at a, at a bridal show, but the bridal magazine is probably better. So, you know, the ad was in the bridal magazine for the boot camp. <laughs> you know, you could do a three-month boot camp or a couple months of boot camp, 
prior to your wedding, and that's the problem. I mean, that's, that's the good news. And then the bad news is that, you know, you're right. After they do the two or three months of boot camp and they, they have the wedding and they go on their honeymoon, they may not come back, <laughs> you know. I mean, you know, they're not getting married uh, six times. So they're doing it before their their wedding and they'll lose weight for the wedding and then that's it. Now, will they come back eventually? Sometimes they do. They have a baby. And then they're like, I need to come back. I need to lose my baby weight. So they're back in boot camp. So I'm not saying, you know, but I wouldn't do my whole business a bridal boot camp because that wouldn't really work for me. You know what I mean? It wouldn't work for me. And it might not work for the majority. I don't know. All I know is it doesn't work for me. And, you know, we would not survive on bridal boot camp only. But... I know some people who that is their target market, and that is it, period. And they really go all out. And, you know, they're at bridal shows. They're, you know, they have boots. They have tables. They have you know, um, bridal magazines galore. And But I don't find that that works for me. I find just, you know, they could come to the regular <laughs> boot camp, and it's really a short-term thing in most cases. And they may come back, you know, but you can't you can't count on it. As you you know, Absolutely. As, yeah, you can't count on it as much, as in fact a lot less than other normal clients because that's a whole, you know, that's a whole other story. You know, they're coming in like you said, short term. They want to lose weight for the wedding period, <laughs> and once you have the wedding, then what you don't want to lose weight or they end up getting pregnant in the next year or they end up you know but they may come back right to lose the you know if they had a wonderful experience and they did lose the weight for their wedding they know that every time they put it back on they can and they're not they stop exercising put it back on they know where to go but i wouldn't want to build my whole business on that but it's a good promotional and it's a good it's a good little short-term marketing and promotional thing to do. Nobody's saying these things are your whole business. I think that was your point. It's not your whole business. It's short-term marketing things and promotions to use that can increase business ongoing. So it's just the marketing and promotional tactics or strategies, I like to call it. Tactics seems kind of like <laughs> has a bad connotation to me. Right. Georgia, this has been good. Uh, we're, we only have a few minutes left, but um, maybe just a couple final thoughts about it seems like we, uh, we're talking a lot about target marketing and, and marketing to a specific uh, single target market. And um, what, what, is, what would you say has been your favorite or your target market overall for your business? Or what's, what's your favorite one that you found? Or what, what do you find most of your clients uh, no, are, you know, I would, where are they on this whole spectrum? I would still say, by a slight edge, <laughs> the majority are for, for weight loss and, and fat loss. No big startling news there. But the startling thing is the second second biggest would be for neither <laughs> weight loss or muscle, but for, for health, just to and be healthy and improve health. That's pretty startling to me because I never even thought of that. 
<laughs> you know, I never thought that people would just, you know, want to just exercise for the health of it, right? But, you know, and the last one, which is sometimes my favorite one, is the muscle building, you know, because of being a, a former bodybuilder, I, that kind of attracted, you know, me. And I also like rehab, post-rehab, because I'm a therapist, because I'm a, you know, physical therapy assistant. And so I am very into that, like post-rehab. So that's based on my background, not, not necessarily on the on the clients, you know. Sometimes that is a goal, though, you know, because they have injuries, and it is a goal. I want to be able to, you know, gain strength or or lose weight, but I have a bad shoulder, I have a bad knee, I have a bad back, I have a bad neck. And that's one of the target marks. That's my that's one of my favorite that's my favorite because that's where my background is. Funny you mention that cuz uh you know you know I I've seen that um a lot of the clients that that I ended up having long term were people that were doing it for health. They liked right. the routine. Uh, they uh-huh. started out, you know, I attracted to them. Uh, they were attracted initially for fat loss and weight loss uh, and right. just being, you know, feeling sloppy and out of shape. And that was what they probably were pursuing the first few months. But the ones that really decided, you know, I want to stick with this, were they knew they needed to make a lifestyle change and they knew they wanted to have consistency and they want they love the routine. I found a lot of great clients or clients that love routines. And I never thought about that as something to target or, or a niche, but I've actually found behaviorally that the clients well, I, that kind of like habits, they like to, they like those routines like brushing their teeth every morning, those are the ones that tend to be really good clients for me long term, and I never would have thought about it. And I never, um, I actually thought one time I was failing with the client because she, she would lose weight, she was, a, you know, quite overweight, but she would lose weight and she would... She would, and then she would gain it back. I mean, she just did not want to follow the diet part. And I thought, why isn't she quitting? You know, because I think, I think to myself, I would have by now, you know, because I don't get it because I was bodybuilding at the time, and then my mentality was elsewhere. And, um, you know, and I'm thinking, what? what is up? Like, she's coming for years. Not months. I'm talking years. And the point is, I don't think it was all that important to her to lose weight. You know, that's what it came down to. She enjoyed coming. She felt better. And, you know, if she lost a few pounds, she lost a few pounds. There was no, she didn't have this big goal. I want to get into a size 10 or I want to get into a size 8. She didn't have the big goal. I thought she should have, right? So I'm thinking, geez, what's up? You know, she's coming for years and... Apparently, she didn't want to change her eating habits. She just wanted to, you know, she knew she was feeling better by exercising. She knew she dropped some weight, but, you know, not a whole lot. And that was okay with her. So they were her goals. What what was I supposed to do? (laughs) Change her mind? But I didn't find that out for years because it took me, you know, she was working out there, you know, for years. And I'm thinking, wow, like... What's up? Like, I kept trying to put her on a meal plan. I kept trying to, you know, why don't we try this meal plan? Why don't we try your, she's a vegetarian. Why don't we try this vegetarian meal plan? I was the one that was interested in her. She wasn't. <laughs> huh. 
yeah, I tried everything. Vegetarian, vegan meal plan, vegetarian meal plan. Uh, the bottom line was, it's like, I think that was actually deterring her. She was like, you know, kind of like, leave me alone. I'm all right here. I'm doing fine. I feel better. <laughs> wow, was yeah. It, and so was, knowing yeah. that, uh, we can design our marketing message around that. Uh, you you can have subtle things in, in what you say to a client or what you write in your marketing about, you know, if, if you want to feel good, if you're looking for a, a consistent place for you to go to, to to get your exercise in, this this is a good fit for you. And that might even be a, a part, one of your marketing messages, uh, not one of many, in order to one stay of, targeted. One to test because, you know, obviously if you're getting, you know, high level or, or high school athletes, you know, you obviously have a different message. You know, if you right. if you want to run a little, you know, a little program that's, you know, to high school athletes, you obviously change your message. But it's something to test sometimes. And actually, surveys. <laughs> you know, if you don't want to spend the bucks testing on marketing, you you might survey who you already have and find out. You know what really? Yeah. Are they looking for? Because you might think they're looking for weight loss, and they're not. They're just looking, you know, come and have fun and feel good, and you know, quite possibly, you know, lower their blood pressure, and uh, they just enjoy. They just enjoy the camaraderie and the and the and the group experience. Maybe they, you know, they. Maybe they don't. They're not necessarily all focused on how much weight they're going to lose, and you know, they're, that's like an added bonus to them. They're like, "Wow, I'm doing all of this and having, you know, feeling good about myself and feeling good, and as an added bonus, I've lost, you know, six inches off my waist." I'm thinking your six inches is your first thing, and your fun is your second, and your, you know, your your feeling good is your second. And they're thinking the opposite. So a survey is, you know, you know, a, not a bad idea. Actually, it's a very good idea to survey your clients because you can you can find out where they're coming from instead of guessing. Because I would think the six inches was on your waist would be what you're here for, and they're not. That's an added bonus. Now, right. not everybody like that, but I'm just saying. So you survey. Some people are looking to gain muscle, and then you're, you know, you're in a whole other thing. You're in a whole other arena. So. All right. Well, Georgia, this has been great. Uh, we're out of time. I'm going to just end here by uh, letting everybody know where they can get more awesome free information. And I love this podcast because we're doing this for free. It's uh you know, if anybody doesn't like all these great ideas or if you don't think the ideas are good, there's not much complaining you can do. Or we can get, you know, actually, we'll give 100% money back satisfaction guarantee of free on a free podcast uh, if you're not happy. But you can go to the fitnessbootcampclub.com for the blog to get tons of great free ideas on how to build your fitness business, especially fitness boot camps, and uh, learn a little bit more about the fitness boot camp inner circle uh, at the fitness boot camp inner circle dot com so uh, those are our websites thank you for being on the call today I'm going to wrap up and uh, we'll see you next time okay thank you <laughs>